Welcome to the Easy Menstrual Flow Podcast, where we provide you with information and resources to help you have a better period experience. Hello, my womb friend. Today, we're going to be talking about flowing with the seasons of your menstrual cycle, which is a topic that has been coming up recently for me and clients and just other people I've been interacting with. And I figured this would be a good time to do it to give y'all a, uh, I would say basic and just an easy um, process to understand what's going on during your menstrual cycle and how to flow with that. Because there are four parts to the menstrual cycle and it's all connected to the four seasons that we tend to go through depending on what time, um, what part of the world we live in. So the first one is winter, which is connected to menstruation, which is those first one to five days of your menstrual cycle. And this is the beginning of the cycle. Your hormones are usually low at this time. And this is a time to just rest and recalibrate and just ponder and just think about all that's been going on and what you're releasing as you're releasing your menstrual blood, okay? And on about day three of those five days of your menstruation is where you start to see an upsweep or an increase in your estrogen levels where your energy starts to go up, your level of positivity and wanting to do more starts to go up. I hear women say that they bleed heavy the first two days. I also have a heavier flow the first two days now. So those, you know, about day three is when you start to see your energy change. And that's that's just part of the natural flow of your your menstruation. But you don't want to do too much and overextend yourself on that day three. You want to kind of hold on to this energy and don't expend it. Don't try to work out too hard. Don't try to do too much. Just allow your body to rest at this time because our bodies were created to do what it's supposed to do. And a lot of times we try to do other things because we have commitments and we have um, things that society is pressing us to do or we need to feel like we need to do for our families and for others but really this is a time that you really need to rest and you really need to share with those who you have commitments to what's going on with you and that you need that time to rest if you're able to because I know there's some of us who have to go out to a nine-to-five job so it's kind of hard to rest when you have to get up early and get ready and go out into the world and work and even in these current times with you know, safe distancing and um, sheltering in place and things like that. I have to go out to a nine to five while I build this business. And because I work in a skilled nursing facility and I provide rehabilitation services as an occupational therapist as well. So I have to get up and go out five days a week. So I just monitor just my own flow, my movements, how I do things, the amount of lifting I do and, you know, the speed in which I do things just to protect me and just to guard what's going on with me in that moment. So there's ways to do it. It's how you do it, not just what you do. Okay. So just be smart about it and protect your energy and protect your body as you go out to work. If you're not able to stay home and you're not able to rest during this time. 
this winter of your menstruation. Okay. And also during this time, you want to hold on to um, that energy and think of, just ponder on the ideas and the insights and the things that are coming up for you in this moment. Because these are things that you might need to work on as your menstrual cycle, you know, goes on for the next 28 days. And that's one thing I want to reiterate. I am speaking of a normal 28-day menstrual cycle. I know there's some of us out there who have a shorter menstrual cycle, some of us who have a longer cycle where you bleed every 27 days or you bleed every 30 days, sometimes more. Some women, their cycles are irregular. And those are the women I work with to try to help them to bring things back to a normal flow back to that 28 days, that normal cycle, that normal flow, how the moon works, how nature works, because we're connected to all of that. So the next phase is the spring phase, because after winter comes spring, which is also known as the pre-ovulation phase or the follicular phase. So this is usually day six to 14 of your cycle. And this occurs um, just when your period is ending and you stop bleeding, this is when that phase starts. So it's day six to 14. And at this time, your estrogen levels start to increase. So you start, you know, looking good and feeling good and, you know, you want to do things. Um, so <clears throat> this is when women feel more sensual, more sexual. They want to connect with their partners. They want to connect with someone at this time because your estrogen level is higher and you desire you know to have sex and to do these things because your blood flow is also up to the genitals and you might feel you know tingling without any you know warning you might just have tingling in that area so this is you know nature's way of telling you this is the time to start preparing for if you're wanting to get pregnant if you're wanting to have a baby this is that desirable time to do that and to allow that to happen okay and there's also an increase in your cervical fluid so you might feel you know moist and wet in that area more readily than any other time during your menstrual cycle because you're getting ready for that egg to you know that has burst out from your ovaries to come and be ready for it to be fertilized if that's what you're wanting to do okay um, during this time, if you're tired in this phase, that tells you that something is wrong. So right after you're finished bleeding, if you're still tired, you still feel drained, you feel like you don't have the energy to do anything, you don't want to connect with your partner, that tells you that something is wrong and that you're still depleted and you need to seek help from a qualified professional and prioritize yourself. Um, take care of you and take care of your womb so that, you know, you can get back on track. You can get back within your normal flow of what's supposed to be happening with your body. And this should not be optional because your womb is your creative center space. This is the place where anything that's going on with you, your womb will hold on to emotions. It will hold on to things that are going on with you, things that you're blocking, any type of trauma that has happened to you. It will be held there. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself. And if you're not, your menstrual flow will tell you. 
that something's not right, something's not going on. Because when you have your menstrual flow, you should bleed. You should be red to start and red to finish. And it should be four days. So if that's not happening, you're not having a normal menstrual flow. And you need to take action to try to correct that as, you know, as a priority for you and your womb health. Okay. So the next phase after the spring phase is the summer phase. So summer is ovulation. It's between days 15 to 17 of your menstrual cycle. And during ovulation, when that egg is released, it hangs around for about 24 to 36 hours. And years ago when I learned this, many years ago when I learned this, I was like, wow, there's not too much opportunity to actually get pregnant. But it's amazing how... You know, we connect at the right time to to get that egg fertilized. So it's just interesting, interesting to me that it only hangs around for 24 hours, 36 hours. And that window is so short. But there's so many of us in this world who've been created in that short window. So I just think that's amazing. Um, so during the summer, the estrogen level peaks around days 12 of the 28 day cycle. So that's when you want to, like I said, you want to start connecting with your partner. This is the time where you feel desirable and you want to do things. Um, and your ability to communicate with the world is heightened. So this is a perfect time to speak publicly if that's something that you do within your work or within your job or just in your home and around in your relationships. Just to be able to speak up and be confident in that. You want to schedule important meetings and interviews during this time. So if you're job hunting, you know, trying to coordinate your interviews and stuff during this time because you're more confident, you speak up better. That's one of the things that's going on with you during this summertime of your menstrual cycle. If you want to go on dates, if you're dating, this would be a good time to do it and to showcase your talents and your amazing self in this way. So this is when you feel best about yourself and your body. It's when you're going through that summer ovulation time of your menstrual cycle. And testosterone is also pre present during this time for a few days. So you feel more apt to take risks and try things you haven't tried before. So yeah, your desire definitely increases during this time. And then as this time, as you move on from here, your hormone levels start to go down again. Your energy and your mood starts to shift and change because you're going from ovulation into <clears throat> the luteal phase, which is right before menstruation. So when you, as your estrogen levels decrease, that feel-good hormone starts to decrease, then your progesterone starts to kick in. Um, and raise up because during ovulation is when you'll have the higher chance of getting pregnant. And if your egg actually does get fertilized, you want an environment that's been created to uh, have that fertilized egg be um, nurtured and nourished and have a place to live. So it gets implanted into your endometrial lining of the, the inner lining of your womb. And that's where the progesterone comes in. Progesterone is Progestation, if you want to think about it that way, is for gestation, is for you to be able to nourish and help that fertilized egg come to um, full term and have a baby. So it makes it nice and thick and plush in that lining. So you want your progesterone levels to stay up. And that's what ha is happening in this day. They're preparing for the possibility of that fertilized egg 
to be embedded. And this is in the second half of the cycle and usually around the middle of that second half of the cycle. And your energy returns and your mood should be calmer during this time. So that's the pre, um, I'm sorry, not the pre, yeah. No, that's the ovulation period, I'm sorry. That's the ovulation period and it's leading into your luteal phase, your autumn phase, your pre-menstruation phase, which is your 18 to 28 days is when you have that luteal phase and where you have that autumn. It's like for us in nature, it's the fall season where leaves are falling, things are, you know, falling away to prepare for rest. So during the autumn, which is the premenstrual luteal phase, days 18 to 28 is where progesterone indeed peaks in the middle of that second half of your cycle and around day 21 of the 28-day cycle. So progesterone levels peak at day 21. And this is why when you, if you're going to have your hormones tested, you and especially if you're doing a saliva test like I did um, when I was checking my levels and my periods were short. It was 27 days and I was checking to see what my levels were because usually that's an indication that your progesterone is low. So I had a saliva test done. And one of the, even when I work with clients and I advise them on this, to have their levels checked, I tell them to make sure if they're, if they're a bleeding woman, if they're, some, if they're actually actively bleeding, um, they have an administration cycle. Um, I tell them to make sure they take these tests on day 19, 20, or 21, because that's when all your hormones are kind of like at a level where they're peaked and you get a better reading than if you take it any other day of the month. So you want to think of 19, 20, 21 as those days that you want to make sure that you get the best hormone reading to know what your levels are to, to really see what's going on with your body. Okay, so that's a little tip, a little extra tip in there. Um, during this time, you may feel the need to sort things out and get stuff done. So that's a good time to start preparing and get it done because when you start to bleed in your menstruation, you're not wanting to do anything. This is your time to rest. So right before that is when you want to start to sort things out, clean stuff out. And I even think of this in the same um, vein of when I talk to clients about mint, um, not menstruating, well, menstruating, yes, but when I talk to them specifically about yoni steaming and trying, you know, working on steaming set within the seven days before they're going to bleed just to help the womb to clean things out, help things to flush out. As long as they know they're not pregnant and they, you know, just steaming within the seven days and that'll help to get things to move out more smoothly, move out more effectively, more efficiently, because you do have women who their period starts with darker blood. It starts with brown blood. It starts with black blood, stringy, gray um, discharge right before they go into their red. And that just speaks to stagnation. That speaks to your body holding on to things that need to be released and it's not fully releasing it. And then that connects back to your emotional um, health and what's going on with you. What are you holding on to? What things are you not pushing through and getting shifted out of your space that you need to. So just looking at that, our, our wombs and our menstrual flow will tell us, will give us an indication of what may be going on with us. And if we 
get quiet during that menstruation time and be, int be introspective and just listen, we'll get the, the information and we'll get the answers to what's really going on with us, okay? So during this time, during this premenstrual time, you may feel angry, you may feel sad, frustrated, depressed. Um, and a lot of times uh, in our society, it's considered to be premenstrual stuff that's going on, the premenstrual syndrome, because we're going through all these things, but it's just our body allowing us to, the things to surface, you know, that need to be surfaced so we can address them. So please don't write them off, write off these, these things that we're feeling as just PMS and it's because it's really not just that. If you're feeling anger, something isn't right and you need to change it, change is needed. So like I say, get quiet, be introspective and just listen and pay attention to what's coming up so you can address it. And if you need to have those difficult conversations, have those difficult conversations, prepare yourself going in, you know, and letting that person know that, you know, it's not easy for me. It's quite difficult, you know, coming to you to talk about this and I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to, you know, make you feel bad, but this is what I'm going through and this is what, you know, I'm dealing with and I'm just coming to, to let you know to see if we can come to some type of resolution about it. And you may not, you know, but just letting them know ahead of time how you're feeling. And it kind of brings the walls down and allow them to listen to you um, in a wholehearted way because they know that you're not coming in a malicious, mean way. You're just coming because you're trying to bring healing to yourself and to the relationship. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in the first half of the cycle, uh, you pretty much gloss over these things because, you know, nature is nature. It wants us to be happy. You know, your estrogen levels are high. It wants us to connect to our partners. It wants us to have sex, make babies, you know, that kind of thing. So things that would bother us during the premenstrual phase because it's just coming to a head because the hormone shift and the hormone change, we gloss over in the, um, the earlier part of the cycle, the first half of the cycle. So just pay attention to what's going on. Okay. With that. All right. So moving on into the foods that you could consume during these different cycles. Um, during the menstrual cycle, well, the menstrual phase, I should say, which is, like I said, considered the winter phase. You want to keep things warm. You want to make sure you're consuming warm soups, um, warm teas, like chamomile tea is nice and relaxing. You want to consume um, things that are going to keep your iron levels up because you're, you're losing blood. So you want to keep those nutri nutrients back, you know, bring those nutrients back into your system, help the body to flow well. So leafy green, cooked leafy green vegetables included in your meals is good because you don't want to be doing too many things that are raw and cold. You want to be nice and warm and just um, nutrient filled to help take care of you during that time. You want to avoid or limit fatty foods. You want to uh, avoid alcohol, caffeine, salty foods. If you're craving salty foods that take toxic, that says that something's going on with your kidneys, and if you're craving salty food, um, sugary foods, that tells us that something's going on with your spleen. So you just want to pay attention to that. And if you're going to do salty, you know, 
get some celery, add some celery to your to your meal. Um, if you're wanting sweet, cut up some fruit, some nice sweet fruit, and eat that. You know, so that's the type of foods you want to intake during the menstrual cycle. I mean, during the menstrual flow. And the next phase for the follicular or the spring or pre-ovulation phase, you want to consume foods that will help you metabolize the estrogen because you don't want to have too much estrogen flowing around in your body. And for those of you who may be constipated and not going to the bathroom on a regular basis to where after each meal that you eat, within 30 minutes, you want to have a bowel movement because one meal in, one meal out is the rule. And if that's not happening, you're constipated and you're prone to have a estrogen dominance and a high increase of estrogen flowing around in your system. And that messes with fertility and, and not many other things. So if you are not flowing smoothly after each meal, you're not going to the bathroom, you need to look at that and Make sure you're eating foods that are helping to clean out your colon to help get that waste out so that you can help with um, getting the extra estrogen out of your system. And some of the foods that help with metabolizing estrogen is sprouts, like sprouted foods, um, fermented foods. So like broccoli sprouts, you can buy those, you know, in the grocery store, kimchi, sauerkraut, those kind of things you want to add to your meals that you're having during that follicular phase of your menstrual flow, which is those days six to 14. So the first half, you know, the middle, the second quarter, so to speak, of your menstrual cycle. Okay. So you want to look at that. And then the third phase that you want to look at for how to eat, which is your ovulatory phase, your summer phase, your happy phase. Uh, you want to eat foods that support your liver because the liver is important in helping to metabolize and get rid of the extra estrogen. So like we mentioned with the pre-ovulation phase, the follicular phase, and eating those foods that will help to metabolize the estrogen during the ovulatory summer phase, you want to eat foods that support the liver, which is going to help to get rid of that estrogen and put it into your system so you can move it out of your body. So you High fiber foods, foods that are anti-inflammatory, whole. God, we want to eat whole fruits, you know, whole vegetables. You want to you can steam them if you need to. Almonds is also a good one if you can tolerate those or if you like those because not everybody can. Those are also good to help support the liver and to get the extra estrogen out of your system. Okay, so that's what you're looking at for your ovulatory summer phase. And then for your luteal autumn premenstrual phase, there's a surge in estrogen and progesterone like we talked about with um, the day 19, 20, and 21 for getting your hormones tested. And then it starts to wane. So those three days and then it starts to wane off um, because... In a situation where you didn't, you know, your egg wasn't fertilized and your body is looking to release that lining, then your progesterone levels then go down because you're not you're not supporting a baby at this time. So you want to eat foods that will produce serotonin, the feel-good hormone. Um, so like leafy greens, quinoa, buckwheat are some options. You want to eat foods that are rich in magnesium. And help to fight fatigue and low libido during this time. So like dark chocolate, spinach, pumpkin seeds are good to have 
during your luteal uh, pre-menstruation phase just to help you going into menstruation. Okay. And then the next thing I want to talk about is exercise. Exercise during the phases of your menstrual flow. Um, so during menstruation, you don't want to do too much. Like we talk about, you want to have things warm. You want to rest. So you want to do things light, like light yoga. You want to, you know, go out, take a walk outside in nature, you know, those kind of things. Nothing too heavy, too strenuous, because your womb is actually heavier or two because of that blood and that increased lining that's been there. It's actually heavier than, you know, after you've had your menstrual flow happen. So you just want to rest. You don't want to do too much, too much jumping and jerking and moving around. You don't want to do too much of that. And then for the spring follicular pre-ovulation phase, you can do some light cardio because this is from, you know, day 6 to 15. You want to do some light cardio since your hormones are low and your endurance and your stamina may be low. So you don't want to do anything too heavy, you know, just something light, like hiking, light run, something like that. And during your summer ovulation phase, this is when your energy levels are intense. You're high. You're ready to go. You know, you want to do whatever you want to do. So taking a spin class is fine. Circuit high intensity, high energy exercises are fine. So that's okay during your summer ovulation phase. And then during the autumn, the luteal premenstrual phase is um, things like Mm, strength training and Pilates are good during this time because you're actually preparing for another period to happen and your energy levels are not as high as during the ovulation phase. So, you know, you want to do something light and moderate. So strength training, Pilates are some of the good options for you to take part in during that time. So those are just some examples of what you can do for exercise during that phase. And the next thing I want to talk about is sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right. So we're going to talk about sex and the different phases. So during your menstrual phase, your winter phase, those first one to five days where we talk about you should be resting. There's some women who report that they have relief from their cramps with orgasm. So the choice is yours, what you choose to do during that time. I choose to rest. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be touched. I just want to rest. So each woman is different and you choose what works for you during that time. Um, for the follicular spring pre-ovulation phase, day 6 to 14, um, naturally your sex drive is low. Um so you want to increase like massaging and touching rather than penetration. Um, get creative with your foreplay. Orgasms can be had without penetration. I'm just saying. So you don't always have to penetrate to have a good time. So this would be a good time to connect and touch and just enjoy each other's body during this time. Um, the days 15 to 17, which is your ovulation summer phase. Um, where I talked about the egg hangs around for 24 to 36 hours. So this is where your estrogen levels and your testosterone levels are peaking. You have a greater interest in sex. There's tingling that's happening with the increased blood flow in that area. 
and increased chances of you becoming pregnant. So that's ovulation phase. So this is the time where nature is telling you, hey, go make some babies, go enjoy some sex, go have as much fun as you want during this time. And then if you're someone who's trying not to get pregnant, you protect yourself. You do what you have to do to make sure you don't get pregnant if that's not what you're desiring in this moment. And then days 18 to 28 of your luteal phase, which is your autumn, your premenstrual phase, you may need a bit more stimulation to climax during this time because you're leading into, you know, your menstruation and your body's changing, your hormone levels are changing. So, and during this time, you might want to look into do like a safe natural lubricant may be needed to help get things going for you. So that's all I wanted to share today regarding um, following the flow of your menstrual cycle. And following the seasons and just flowing with those seasons and just what nature has set up and not fighting it too much if you can, you know, and just <clears throat> working smart, finding creative ways to do what you need to do in order to take care of you because nobody else is going to take care of you like you're going to take care of you. And then you have to show people how to support you during your menstrual cycle okay so you can be well so now that you know this <laughs> you can't unknow it so it's like basically you know when you know better you do better and i don't expect you to incorporate these things overnight i don't expect you to do it right away it's a process you know i've been doing this kind of stuff for myself since 2005 so it's the process and it takes time to learn this and it takes time to process before you implement. So go slow with yourself, pick one, one, you know, phase that you're going to focus on getting um, mastery of with yourself. And then the next time around, go to the next phase and take care of yourself and just keep adding and keep doing what you need to do. Okay. All right. And one last thing I wanted to add, if you are not tracking your period and knowing what's going on with yourself during this, these times, start tracking, whether you're writing it down to keep track of what's going on from If you're ready to have a better period experience and an easy menstrual flow every month, there are two ways that you can work with me right now. You can either sign up for our Easy Menstrual Flow Sisterhood community, which is our membership program, or you can apply for coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is a 12-month coaching program. And to get more information on that, go to www.easymenstrualflow.com and I'll see you on the other side.